Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, <clears throat> it's been a couple of weeks since I uh, recorded my podcast, and uh, you can see I'm kind of uh, getting comfortable in my chair. Uh, but I had a reason for that. I had to uh, to drive across the U.S., drove three three states <clears throat> just to uh, to get to a certain place. Um, but not not just for the sake of getting to that place. I was very curious um, to know. You know, I keep talking about Canada, inflation rates, and how things are getting very expensive here, and so forth. I wanted to know, you know, how our our neighbors from the south uh, live, and you know, what is uh, what is their cost of living. So it was kind of an interesting road trip to take, and through uh, three states, we went through Michigan, Illinois, and uh, and uh, and I. Th- think there was somewhere else in between but nevertheless um, the, um, the, the the idea was really to get uh, a certain visibility to uh, to what is the cost of living there so gas stations and and food and drinks and Starbucks and McDonald's and all those um, benchmarks kind of um, to, to, to 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 get a better idea so I'll, I'll give you my observations in a few minutes of course but wanted to kind of have a um, all over the place kind of episode today so a few things happen a few things will happen and I want to I want to talk about this so let's start with the with the market the market is slowing down it's a fact the number of transactions are not as they used to be multiple offers don't work in all cases anymore listings are getting terminated listings getting suspended multiple offers that if they are i see more and more that the sellers are not accepting those anymore and rejecting the offers and then changing the price to what they really want with offers anytime the market has changed that's a fact now if it changed across the board or in certain areas in a certain uh, price range i don't have a lot of visibility i work in a certain area certain region with a certain price point so you know uh, for the most part this is the prevailing this is what i see Um, i do suspect that houses in a lower price range may uh, still exhibit some of the traits that we saw uh, a few months ago but like I said um, it, it, it's it's not across the board anymore what does it mean for you as a seller don't think that your house will fly off the shelf with multiple offer and you're gonna be you know above and beyond in terms of where you are uh, one as a buyer opportunities time so opportunities for when we were few months ago not from a year ago because prices have gone up but as a buyer you can definitely sit and I do it with clients sit tight wait for the house to go through the process of multiple offer you know everything kind of dies out and then we come in with with a, a lower offer and you know pretty much take it a little bit that that's pretty much the, the, the case so opportunities for buyers definitely there I think it's going to take time for sellers psychologically to understand and accept that the market has changed and the fact that their neighbor 
sold their house for X amount of money two months ago with 10 offers and they have a better house to their opinion that cannot do the exact same thing and actually is about to uh, be sold in a lower price, it's difficult to digest. It's a lot of psychology behind it. So it takes time to kind of get off the horse and say, yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, I have to accept that things have changed. I'm still higher than where I was a year ago, but not as high as my neighbor three months ago. It was a pick, a pick uh, in prices, and now it's kind of, uh, uh, you know, pulling back a little bit. That's normal. That's how it needs to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it presents opportunities for buyers. Now, what's going to happen in a few months from now, nobody can tell you. Right? There's a lot of moving parts here, but and we're going to talk a, a, a little bit about the inflation, but um, we definitely see the slowdown. We don't see a decrease in prices. That's because the sellers are still insisting that they're going to get the price and it's going to be in the market. Now, let's get into the intricacies of what's going on behind the scenes. So my seller, uh, sorry, my neighbor sold the house for $1.5 million. The other one, 1.5. I'm trying to sell for 1.5. I can get it is 1.4 but i already committed to another house that i'm buying right which is at a higher price from two months ago and i'm trying to sell mine now thinking that yeah it's gonna fly off the shelf this is a double-edged sword and you need to be careful from a seller perspective i thought i would get 1.5 even more because you know it's been two months but i'm not getting that so i may end up with 1.4 I'm just throwing numbers. That means I have a hundred thousand dollars shortage. All right, it needs to come out of my pocket or from a mortgage. All right, now let's go from a buyer perspective. So I bought a house for 1.5 million dollars, thinking that I'm gonna you know, kind of offset for myself, but I'm short now. But nevertheless, 1.5 million dollars and that's what I committed. That's my contract under the assumption that, you know, all the houses in this area are now sold for $1.5 million. But now they're not anymore because obviously you cannot get your price. It means that the other people selling their houses in that area that you bought are not getting 1.5 either. It's 1.4. Here's what's going to happen next. The bank will send an appraisal, right? An appraiser to come and assess the house. They're not gonna assess it as 1.5. They're probably gonna assess it as 1.4 because they know that the market has pulled back a little bit so they can give an over appraisal uh, under the current conditions. I'm not suggesting that's always the case, but that's a high risk and I've seen it before happening. So I'm warning you that you are running a high risk. The appraisal will come back at 1.4. The bank will loan or give you the money as of 1.4 not 1.5 that means you need to come back or come with a hundred thousand dollars that you're short of from your own pocket because the bank will not agree with you that the house is worth 1.5 and give you 80 percent on that so you're short a hundred thousand as a buyer and you're short a hundred thousand as a seller you're short two hundred thousand dollars I see and I saw people get caught into this <clears throat> many times. It's not fun. In fact, I, uh, I was reading uh, a lawsuit from a few years ago 
along these same lines. And the judge ruled, the fact that you couldn't close on the house as you committed because you overassessed, because of an appraisal and because of a mortgage means squat to me. You have to pay them the money. And he ruled, I think it was $350,000 against them. So I'm urging you to be careful. And whoever you're working with, be careful. And if you have questions, reach out to professionals. Reach out to mortgage brokers. Speak to the appraisal company. Speak to the bank. Cover all your bases. I'm here as well. If you hear it from me and you have a question, don't hesitate. Reach out. But please, be careful. Now, that's real estate. Now, let's talk a little bit about um, cost of living. Bank of Canada came out with inflation rate to be whatever, 5%, 6%. Ah, you know, at the end of the day, it's way above what um, your salary increase is. So you're running a deficit right now. It means that your uh, a dollar of today will be worth 98, 97 cents next year. That's pretty much what it means. You're getting poorer and poorer and you need to... Uh, um, find the means to or the tools to get around it which I spoke about you know quite a few episodes um, in total and before that so you're welcome to go and, uh, and find those episodes that talk about how to fight inflation and what to invest and you know what actions to take but in a nutshell look into your expenses look into your commitments liabilities and if you have money to invest we can have a conversation now inflation rate is high that means bank of canada will increase the rate the uh, the, the overnight rate they have no choice that means that everything will become uh, more expensive in terms of mortgages in terms of uh, um, how we handle ourselves so it's good in terms of slowing down inflation or increase in prices but at the same time it means that uh, you will have to pay more somewhere else. So I did a quick calculation actually, and I thought, you know, based on what I see prices of houses, I took a mortgage of a million dollars for 30 years uh, on one and a half percent. Really, it's, it's just really uh, a prime minus, um, I think it's 1.2, right? I don't think anybody gives that anymore, but let's say this is what you locked into uh, a year ago or two years ago. So you would be paying $3,400, $3,500 a month for your mortgage. According to the prediction from Bank of Canada, by the end of this year and by the end of next year, we're expecting we're expected to go up by 1.5%. So your interest rates will, will double from 1.5 to 3. What does it mean to your mortgage? So same 30 years, um, 5 years locked you're looking into $4,200. So your mortgage will go up $700 a month. All right. That's $8,400 a year. That's more than a salary, which means you need to work an extra month a year, at least the number of people that I know get $8,400 net in the bank account per month. I can probably count them on one hand, but you know, that means that at the minimum, you need to work an extra month a year just to stay at your house. Be careful. 
with what you do. But just, just to, uh, to give you uh, an idea. So um, inflation is still an issue, will continue to be an issue. We need to learn how to live with it. Now, bear in mind, we're talking about an increase of 1.5% or mortgage rate of 3% or even 3.5%. It's still very low. Our parents, grandparents, some of them paid 12, 13%. When I first came here and bought my first house, I paid 4.5% when I had a mortgage. 4.5% and I thought, wow, that's, that's a great deal. So even now with 3%, it's still okay, sure. It's not the 1.5% that we're used to, cheap money on the floor, pick it up, go invest it, go buy a house. I, I understand. But 3% at the end of next year, it's not the end of the world. So right now we're seeing a shock across, oh, you know, my mortgage. Yes, it's a lot of money, you have to be careful. But at the same time, I don't think that's what's gonna slow down the market in terms of uh, real estate. People will still need to buy houses. People will still need to, to do stuff. So I don't see it as a, as a, a permanent tape for the situation in the market. I can speak a little bit about the budget, the federal budget that was released yesterday. And uh, the intent is to inject, I think, $4 billion into municipalities and, uh, uh, and provinces to build houses faster. I don't know what it means. What, because you're going to pay somebody, a builder, more money, they're going to drill holes faster? Or they're going to run their machine faster? I don't even know what it means. We're going to have the same rate. Maybe we're going to have more builders out there, or maybe we're going to have less red tape in terms of uh, releasing uh, lots and, and, and land. Yeah, sure. But it's going to take years until we kind of come up with, with uh, a viable or consistent supply that's gonna take time so throwing money and it's just a fancy name rather red tape to put around yeah injected four billion dollars into the market it means squat that's my view now let's talk a little bit about the US so uh, I traveled I actually went to the south I went to Texas uh, a few weeks ago and I now uh, went through three other states on my way to get somewhere but uh, you know, nevertheless, I was shocked and that's my bottom line. I was shocked and I kind of felt bad for, for Canada <laughs> for saying what I was saying um, because first of all, the gas, yes, it is cheaper, but not by far. So we pay as of today, 1.65. When I was there on the weekend, over the weekend, it was roughly 1.45, right? That was in Chicago. So I don't, uh, I don't see it as a, as a, as a big difference. It is a difference, but not big difference. Now, my kids love Starbucks. I, I can understand why. It's a juice. And by the way, I can make a full episode on Starbucks and McDonald's and stuff. But think about your kid walking into Starbucks to buy $6 worth of freaking juice in ice. That's what I do. I just bought Starbucks shares, right? That's what I do. If I see herd rushing into a, a place to throw money at it, sure, 
why not? I'm going to be part of the uh, part of the reward program <laughs> and buy the shares. Sure, it paid off. But yeah, you know, just follow a trend. It just uh, just an offside a comment. Back to the point. Starbucks in the U.S. in Chicago, more specifically, um, versus Starbucks here in Canada. Uh, in not in Toronto, outside of Toronto, GTA, uh, more specifically, equivalent. Not just it's equivalent, but it's also equivalent uh, in terms of absolute numbers on the currency. What does it mean? My daughter pays five and a half dollars before tax for her drink in Canada, in Canadian dollars. She also paid the same amount in US dollars, five and a half dollars US dollars for the same drink in the US for the same size. In fact, Canada at this point is cheaper because if I were to convert the US dollars in Chicago to Canadian, it would have been 25% more. So in fact, Canada was cheaper. Shocking. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, restaurants. So McDonald's, everybody knows the McDonald's uh, benchmark that, uh, you know, everywhere you go in the world, it's going to be the same price. Some companies take that approach. Apple is one of them. Another one uh, example. Same thing. I saw the exact same thing. Same prices. So starting to be a trend, a very interesting trend. So everywhere we go, you know, we go to the, uh, I just walked into a gas station to, you know, convenience store, kind of like Max or on the run and things like that to look for milk. Uh, milk was cheaper, by the way. Uh, I want to say almost a lot, but it was cheaper. But that's the only thing that was noticeable uh, in terms of uh, basic um, products. Uh, other than that, restaurants, food outside, um, you know, beer, things like that, they were pretty much equivalent. Beer at the store was cheaper but if you uh, buy it off a restaurant or the same same price um the bottom line the cost of living caught up to um to everybody <clears throat> not just canada caught up to uh, to the us and, and i'm sure in, in europe as well so uh we're still much more expensive on other fronts than than uh, than, our, than our friends in the us mainly 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 and most importantly housing we're co i'm comparing milk starbucks and uh you know gas because really my interest in in, in real estate is from an investment perspective uh, i don't compare those but um and it's you know very different between areas uh, so i'm not going to attempt to compare between areas but if i kind of take the average there's no doubt that us is by far cheaper and this is the main cost out of your monthly expense it's housing and that's noticeably by far cheaper in the us than it is in in uh, in uh, canada now again you know take it with a grain of salt if you live in uh, california obviously <laughs> it's going to be different but uh, for the most part it is definitely a, a big difference between them so that's it so i spoke about gas i spoke about the real estate a little bit and i spoke about the cost of living overall what's next seems like it's going to be a long episode for today but i kind of trying to, to cover and give a little bit of guidance and direction um there is a slowdown in the market. There is a pullback in the market. Um, it's going to be a little bit of shock. 
those that got caught right now in the appraisal and stuff, we're going to have to resolve this. But I suspect we're going to get into some kind of a plateau. The heavy market, spring market is, is still going, but it's kind of, you know, getting settled down only because, uh, you know, it's almost 60 days from June, which is where everybody moves. So I do suspect that that's the um, kind of the, the, the tail of it, of the spring market. And uh, the summer will just be regular market. I suspect we're going to get into all the shock, all the psychology, everything will go away uh, at some point in the next few months. And then we're going to get into um, another uh, wave of market um, expansion and, and increasing prices. That's my prediction. Keep in mind, inflation is here to stay and inflation is tied. Obviously, inflation is a calculated value. So. If I need to be, as a builder, I need to pay 5% more for all my materials, guess who I'm going to roll it over to, right? It's going to be the consumer, which means the new house, new builds will be higher, which means those that are not new will catch up to that. It's a cycle and I don't think you can avoid it, but just rather try to work around it. So, you know, try to find those opportunities. Pay attention to your expenses. Make sure you don't get caught into those traps of appraisals and, and whatnot. And other than that, I wish you all a good weekend ahead. Spring is here. Enjoy it. And uh, we'll talk soon.